This is episode 57 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today's guest has been delivering training and speaking events to over 9,000 participants in 14 countries. You can see her featured at places like Harvard Business Publishing, Training Magazine, and Forbes. She's the CEO of a company called Lead Through Strengths. When she's not out spotting strengths of teams, you'll find her rescuing stray dogs, which is why you're going to be awesome for our audience, or playing drums. Gotta love that. Lisa Cummings, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bella. Psyched to be here. Totally. Thanks for coming on. So, why don't you fill in the gaps really briefly and just tell us a little bit more about who you are so our listeners know what they're about to get into. Yeah. So I think as far as their businesses go, the most relevant part is that I help people lead through their strengths so they can enjoy their work life, their family life, their businesses. And really, it's like my life mission to help people get over this obsession we have with fixing weaknesses. It's yeah. this, you know, this part of me is broken or this part of my business needs to get better. And then we spend this really lopsided focus on that instead of leveraging what brings you energy and ease and enjoyment and actually gives you this huge leap in your business and your life and your relationship. So I'm all about leading through your strengths. So you guys, you understand why she's on now? <laughs> this is going to be something that we haven't talked about yet, and I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. So using your strengths sound a little risky when we have like glaring weaknesses, and those weaknesses actually you know, give us a lot of self-doubt. We're not good enough, all that stuff, right? So with the limited time we have on our days, why should we focus on strengths in our business? Yeah, and I think it's important to say... I don't think it's smart to totally forget your weaknesses and ignore them. Because if you have something get in the way of your performance, getting in the way of your business success, definitely address it. But let me give you an example that I think would relate to your audience's business and how we're drawn to the weakness side where you could really be benefiting from the strength side. Okay. So let's say you do a customer survey because you want to find out more about what you need to do next in your business. So you do a customer survey and you find out that people are complaining, oh, you're a boarding facility. Okay, your parking lot gets a little too busy near the weekends and people are concerned that you're on a busy road and they're afraid, you know, they'll let their fur baby go and he's gonna get hit by a car, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So you find trends like that and then you start obsessing and you think, oh gosh, they don't like my parking lot. They don't like the busy street. I need to go find a new location. This is going to cost me a $200,000 loan to go move. And you get really spun up about this one thing and it's all what they don't like. Yeah. But what I find is people aren't asking what works. And so one of the premises that I talk about a lot is notice what works to get more of what works. If you have somebody working in your front desk and you love how they answer the phone and make customers feel at ease, but you hate how they do something else, be sure you obsess as much about what you love about them because that's what you're going to get more behavior around. I Same thing that. goes for this customer survey. So let's say you actually ask what they love most about going there. You know, what do you enjoy about coming here? What do your yeah. pets enjoy about coming here? And you find out that they love how you do a report card at the end of every visit. And people look forward to that experience because 
it's so cute and you learn who their friends are mm-hmm. and oh look you know Rufus and Rocky played and they really well and they're sharing that on social media and that's bringing you referral business and you realize oh my gosh the simple little thing that's me being goofy they love it and it's becoming a key part of why they come here and why they refer yeah. or you find out that they're the only place you've ever visited where your dog doesn't get happy tail and the fact that you hang blankets around every run for that one dog who has that problem has saved the person from getting the blood spatter all over their car and their house when they come home. Yeah. So those are the kind of things I'm talking about. It's really easy to replicate what you've already done for a success. But when someone says, this doesn't work for me, well, how many directions do you have to go from there? Right. 30, 40, 50, you can only imagine all the ways you could solve a problem. But when they say, I like when you do this, Mm -hmm. well, then it's easy. There's no guessing. I do more of that. And we need to spend more of our time focusing on leveraging what is already working. Lisa, that's so remarkable. And I think the part that's most remarkable is that not only are you able to actually give concrete examples to my listeners, which I know like that really helps bring it home because we could talk about things like on a global level, but then you're like, well, how do I do that in my business? You know? So thank you for that. And thank you for all those rescuing stray dogs, because I'm sure a lot of these ideas come from that and your background. Another idea I just wanted to throw out there. Let me know what you think of it. A lot of pet sitters actually have this online journaling system where they're done with the visit and they actually type a note and it gets sent through the system to the client. And what I'm thinking is it's so easy to take a screenshot on our phones these days. We do it when we have those text messages and it's like, oh no, you didn't, right? (laughs) And sometimes you see people do that online, but what if we started trying to plant seeds or teach our clients feel free to screenshot this, you know, tell the whole world. And all of a sudden that little message, it's just like taking a picture of those care notes that you're saying with those report cards, but you know, it's digital. It's as easy as a screenshot and upload a post to Facebook, you guys. So think about it. Think about it. I love that. Yeah. So a lot of us are stretched so thin, Lisa. I mean, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I have so much extra time. I don't know what to do. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's tough to know what like our superpowers are and we're busy trying to be good at a little bit of everything. So we're just like the Jill of all trades and the master. What is that? The master of nothing? <laughs> the master of none. Yeah. I knew the second phrase, but I was so into the Jill that I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the Jill of all trades. Yeah, yeah. So how can we zoom in and figure out like our small handfuls of strengths? Is it as simple as something we like to do or is it listening to feedback or like Talk to us about that. Yeah, it certainly can be the two things you mentioned. Many of us are way too caught up in the self-talk of what we are messed up about. And so you have that part, but then you also just have, we're busy. If you talk about the Jill of all trades, we're the ultimate small business owners, your audience for sure, because- You have to do a little bit of everything and you feel like you're the bookkeeper one moment and customer service the next moment and, you know, the strategist in the next moment. How do you wear all those hats and do them well? So it's finding the threads. So one that's concrete is just if you've never bought the book, Strengths Finder 2.0, just go to Amazon or wherever you get your books, get Strengths Finder 2.0. It gives you a code. And it's an online survey assessment tool. And I think it's really great for giving you a lens for how to look for your strengths because sometimes they're just not obvious and people think about their skills and knowledge. Uh So these get away from skills and knowledge and they help you find your natural talents, the way you naturally think and feel and act that feel good to you. And so, for example, one person might find 
their results show analytical and intellection and input, and they have these very deep thinking kind of talents where somebody else might find includer and positivity and things that really take them into the relationship side of business. And so I think they're really great for giving you a filter to think, oh yeah, I am really good at that. And I could use that way of thinking or approaching things to make my business better. So that's one of the easiest. It takes 25 minutes max to take Uh the assessment. Uh The book is almost like a dictionary of the definitions of these 34 potential talent themes. And then it has a couple of stories on the front and back end to make the point about why strengths are really helpful to you in your life and why focus on them. So that's a great one. Another is just like you mentioned, look for what brings you ease, energy, enjoyment. If you find yourself losing track of time, stop for a second and think, well, what is it about this that I love so much? And how can I get more of that in my life? It's really obvious when you talk about it like this, but so many of us don't stop to think, is this easy to me and not easy to others? And it's difficult to see kind of like, it's hard to get out of our own head. Yeah. 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 You know, when you leave the house and you drive away or a few blocks away and you think, did I close the garage door? And you convince yourself, dang, I don't know if I closed the garage door. I can't, (laughs) I better go back and look, you go back and look and it's closed. And you think, oh, it's like this with your strengths because you use them so much every day. You do it so unconsciously that you don't notice that you're doing them. So it takes a little conscious effort to watch for them and kind of get in the habit of spotting them. And there's a a place on my website people could use as well if you don't even want to spend the 20 bucks on StrengthsFinder. If you do lead through strengths slash more of It's a page that I use in some of my training, and it's just a list of things that you might want more of in your day-to-day life, Uh and it'll give you some clues to what you might be attracted to. Like, I want more time being on stage in front of people, or I want more time with customer interaction, or I want more time digging into spreadsheets with the things that you're attracted to, so it'll give people some sparks to think, oh yeah, this is what I really enjoy about my work life, so you can get more of that. Three things, you can do StrengthsFinder, you can do the ease energy enjoyment test. And then that more of page can help too. I love that. You're like a wealth of information right there, guys. Boom. Truth bombs. And I was typing notes there so we could add it to the show notes so that if you're driving or walking a dog right now, you can come back to this and look it up. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, I'm actually going to go off script real quick. I want to know what your strengths are because you clearly know what your strengths are. And uh, I want to dive into that for a minute. We'll be right back. Want to get yourself or your staff pet first aid CPR certified, but don't know how? Gone are the days of having to take off a day of work just to go sit in a classroom. Take it online. Pro Pet Hero is a veterinarian trained program given in modules that test your knowledge of the material at the end of each section. Pro Pet Hero can even give you a certificate to show all your clients and post it on your website. Imagine future clients being drawn to you because of your extensive knowledge. Sign up today, www.jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash CPR. Use coupon code CPR-PETSITTER for 10% off. And we're back with Lisa Cummings, and we are talking about focusing on your strengths today rather than your weaknesses. Lisa just gave us three amazing resources that are going to be in the show notes. But Lisa, before we move on, what are your strengths, girl? Because I imagine leadership and positivity might be some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. So 
In StrengthsFinder language, when you do that, they'll give you a report of the top five. So in their language, they are strategic, maximizer, positivity. Good job. (laughs) Individualization Uh and woo. There's one called woo. It's kind of like, I love meeting new people and I've never met a stranger kind of thing. Yeah. And individualization is all about finding what makes people different and unique. So just being it, that's how I relate to people is figuring out what makes them different instead of a lot of people are like, well, what makes us the same? I want to find out the opposite. Like, Mm -hmm. what makes you really unique? weird or different. And that just gets me really excited. And I'd say if I went into my own language, I would have things like maybe a little zest or curiosity. (laughs) Those would probably be some good ones. Yeah. I would say over time, I've discovered that put me in a good place. I love it. And just from knowing you just for a few short minutes, I totally get it. Like I'm very drawn to you. I think it's awesome. A lot of pet business owners actually have employees So do you think this is a test that would be good to give to them or more so for the employer to know about themselves so that they can better articulate their strengths to bring out other people's strengths? Like, how do you see this working in like a managerial employee relationship? Yeah. So yes and yes. (laughs) um, Answers there. Definitely knowing yourself well is really important. That part's going to be foundational. But I actually discovered StrengthsFinder if probably around the year 2000 in a people manager role. So just what you're talking about, there's this book by Gallup Press called First Break All the Rules. Okay. And then there's another one called Now Discover Your Strengths. I'm writing this down again. Right. (laughs) Discover your strength. Okay. Now discover your strength. Now discover your strengths. And when you read those from the perspective of managing people and then apply this by finding out their strengths, finder talents. Oh boy. In my opinion, it's the most helpful thing I've ever learned as a manager. So if I give you an example, I had a woman on my team when I first took this, who she was a fine performer. That (laughs) Uh was it. It's just fine. She was almost like flat and level to me. And I thought, I don't know if she likes it here. She doesn't get excited about anything. Am I not tapping into what brings her alive? Does she hate her job? (laughs) Just kind of about Uh life, I thought. And then always, I'm very much a future thinking person and I want to set a vision and go, let's go. (laughs) I never saw the feedback that you get from someone when they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Right. So I could tell I'm not reaching her. And I remember learning her number one talent was consistency. And in consistency, they value doing routine Mm -hmm. having standard operating procedures, things that I really don't like. (laughs) I don't like doing the same thing. I like variety and I need that on the team. And so I could see the things that were even annoying me on some days and reframe it in a way that said, you know, customers need to know what they're going to get from you. They need consistency. They need stability. And I'm not the one who's ever going to provide it to them. And in fact, it would suck the life out of me to try to provide that to them. She's perfect for that. So it allowed me to value her in a way that I wasn't even willing to see before or able to see without the language. So there were a bunch of examples like that. That's the first one that came to mind. And it is so insightful as a leader. And then it's just the start of the conversation because you start to ask them, what puts you at your best or about times when you were most excited about work, what was it about that experience or that moment or that time in your life or what makes you feel like you've been in an environment where you're set up to be at your best? And oh, it is my favorite people manager tool. 
Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I can see light bulbs going off over people's heads, and they haven't even technically watched this yet because it hasn't, like, published. This is invaluable, Lisa, because I think one thing that a lot of service businesses... So here's the evolution. Let me break it down for you for the dog walker and pet sitter companies, right? They usually get into it because they love the pets, right? And then you give them a little bit of time, they get completely burned out and they're like, okay, I need to hire someone. And then they hire someone and it's a horrible experience. And they say, I can't hire people. I can't trust anyone. No one can do it as good as I can. And then they just, you know, wallow and they get stuck and they have two choices. They work through it, listen to this podcast, see that they can use these kind of resources to really help them be like a ninja or they just stay there. And so I really hope if there's a listener out there right now that is just struggling, figuring out how can I be a better leader? I kind of feel like people go to two different levels when they start managing people, at least the ones that I've seen, they either go to a pushover or a dictator. And because there's, if they're a pushover, they don't want to make people upset at them, but they're not sure how to be assertive. If they're a dictator, it's because they don't trust anyone and they want to make sure they can control it all, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're too polarizing. And wow, I think this test, we have tests that we recommend when people are doing interviews and that's to see if like they're trustworthy, if they're, you know, going to be a good employee who follows the rules. But this one is really cool to do after, you know, that 30 day period. And you want to figure out how to motivate your staff and you want to keep them on because nobody likes to hire. (laughs) It's a pain point, right? So what if, we could, you know, that, that example you gave, I'm sorry, I'm kind of talking a lot here, but that example you gave was just so rich because I know so many people can identify with it. I can identify with it because I think you and I are a little similar where we're kind of excitable. And if we get someone that's flat back to us, we're like, wait, what? Does not compute, does not compute. <laughs> right. We're like, give me a we... facial expression. Help me out here. Yeah, for sure. So this test, you guys, I want you to look at the show notes. I want you to check out Lisa's website because the better leader that you can be of your business and of the people that you're leading, the better your business and your life is going to be. So I want you to really consider that. Lisa, thanks for bringing that up, girl. That was amazing. So besides making a person feel more energetic at work, how can it help them with their business goals? So we got the people and we got us feeling good. How does that relate to our business goals? Because I'm sure no one really set out saying, I want to have a business. It's really going to be a nonprofit. I'm going to be a slave to it. And I'm never going to go on vacation. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of ways and I could probably talk to you for three hours about them. But just to give you one okay. to start with, I think it's a great filter for solving business problems and thinking about how you'll approach your strategy. So I think about, you know, you look at a marketing funnel and it's a typical funnel with the big, you catch a bunch of people at the beginning and you Mm -hmm. get your customers out of the bottom, flip it upside down Uh and imagine an upside down funnel where you drop in your business challenge Uh and you filter it through your top talents, Mm -hmm. the way that you want to brand yourself, the things you want to be remembered for as a company, your strengths, finder talents. I use my five talents as a filter constantly. And I think, okay, here's this issue. What if I solved it thinking this way? What if I solved it thinking this way? What if I solved it thinking this way? And it will expand the way that you approach problem solving in a way that your brain normally doesn't go. That's incredible. I'll give you a dog example, though it's a personal (laughs) one. So 
we have this little rescue operation that is accidental at our house. We live a mile off of a paved road, and yet these dogs find our <laughs> patio. It's like the vacant sign, vacancy, always flashing in the clouds somewhere. I don't know how it's on, but it tells them, come Aww. to their patio. So one of the guys that came to our patio, Frank, he got named after the crotchety old man on uh, Men in Black. <laughs> he was just, to not take up the whole show with the Frank story, but no, he was... Okay. We love Unlike it. any dog I've ever met after, you know, being involved with rescue groups and being mm. on them extensively, I was just kind of miffed and baffled and thought yeah. he's entirely unadoptable. Don't know what to do with him. Don't know how to help him become adaptable. And I literally did this thing. I dropped the problem in the top of my funnel and I'm like, how can I use my talents mm. to come up with something? And individualization just popped out to me and said, he is different and he needs a different solution. And you can't keep using the same tricks you've been using yeah. for every other dog that's come through our house. Yeah. And we started approaching things totally differently. And it helped me reframe the situation, who he is to us, who we are to him, how we go about getting him in a place where he could be functional in this world. Yeah. And so that's one where I was obsessed with my normal patterns of thinking until I filtered that way. And you could also just take an example where this happens a lot, I think, in these businesses of our size, where you have a handful of people and you have you, and then maybe you have this right-hand person who's really important to you, and then a couple of other people you've hired. And you use these talents to filter who does what job responsibilities. So I look at, there's a company that I use for our dog training and they have done this so beautifully. So Paul, he is, I'm just going to hypothesize if I guess what his strengths finder talents are, I would say he has woo and he has significance and he has positivity and he's just the out there charismatic guy for the business. So he's doing sales. He's doing the demos to show what it looks like when 20 people come in to see what can your relationship look like with your pet when you're actually working together, when the dog is both obedient and having fun doing tricks. Well, his partner, Tracy, she is, if I were to hypothesize about hers, she's analytical, she's intellectual, she's deliberative, she's on the side. And they've carved out the roles where while you're watching Paul, she's watching you. She's watching <laughs> you with your baby. Yeah. Seeing, oh, what's the human neuroses that's going on right now that's creating this because you can't stop comforting the dog. <laughs> so she's watching you to see how you're contributing to the situation as well. And they have just put this together so magically where the lines are very clear. He's the out front guy. He's the relationship guy. He's the make you feel great about it guy. She's the one who's all into the research and the psychology of it, but she comes at it in a totally different direction. And they've divided it that way and it works so beautifully. But imagine if they were just trying to be the Jill of all trades and the Jack of all trades since Paul's yeah. guy, then they would be a mess because he wouldn't like doing the analysis and she wouldn't make me feel at ease as a customer because she would greet me with the brightness that he did. So that's another way is once you mentioned doing it 30 days in, using it in somebody's onboarding process and then starting, we're small enough businesses that you can craft the roles in the business based right. on what people bring to bear. So it's a beautiful yeah. thing. So you can start to say, oh gosh, well, I'm going to let that person take this off my plate because they're amazing mm -hmm. at it. And I'm going to take this thing. I thought I hired this person to do this thing, but I'm really the best one in the company at it. So I'm going to keep that. And I'm going to give this to her yeah. and start dividing out roles that way. It works really great. That's so good. As you're saying that, I'm thinking this would be good for husband and wives too. 
I love that. And Lisa, I'm not just saying this, I have to say it again, like you are such a blessing to this podcast today, because this is such great information. What tangible steps can we take to figure out these natural talents? I mean, I think that people say, Oh, yeah, I'm good at this, you know, but to get outside of our head, take this test, also see who's working for us and how maybe you need an office manager. Maybe there's someone on your team that you could pull in that would be a really great office manager. I don't, my, my brain's exploding right here. I'm really not staying on track. I apologize. But <laughs> tell us some tangible steps that we can take to figure out our natural talents. I love that it's exploding because it, it is. there are so many things to go explore. So no. Like um, I want to just have you on an hour long interview on like Facebook Live or YouTube right now and the heck with the podcast. Like you're an interesting <laughs> person. I hope everyone goes and checks out our website and follows her everywhere. But before we get to all of that, that's the final question for you. <laughs> okay. So besides the things that we talked about earlier, yeah. I say one you can do if you want to start really big picture. You have this idea probably of your company brand and what you want your company to be known for. That gets very blendy than the types of businesses that your audience has. So you can make this one exercise or two, depending on what you prefer. How do you want your company to be viewed and remembered? And then how do you want to be remembered? I'm talking about 20 years from now, when you're looking back on what would you be proud to be known for? What are those things, what are those words and phrases? And come up with as many as you can. It's kind of that thumbprint on the world. What's important to you? Because then you can think about what strengths will support that. And one great way to do that is to also think about what you value most and literally like a values exercise, but instead of the kind that everyone hates where they have to narrow down to the top three that they care about. Mm-hmm. Here's another one on the website where it's leadthroughstrengths.com slash values. It's an inventory of all sorts of words that represent values. And then you can just look at them and say, when it comes to this business problem or this business challenge, here are some things that really matter to me. Here's how I would want to be remembered for how I solve that problem. And then it kind of puts your values in action and shows what you would care about most. And you get to pick as many as you want. So it's one way you can go about it. So that's the big picture. And then I would also find that perspective from other people. So go out and ask customers. Just do it in an informal interaction. If you're a dog walker and you walk in someone's door and you're about to walk out and you just go, Hey, just curious, what do you think of me? What word comes to mind? And it will seem (laughs) poopy and weird, but just, you know, have someone come up with that one to three words that they think of when they think of you. And it will tell you the ones that emerge most strongly and the ones that are coming across most strongly. I like to do three words, but if you feel weird about it, just experiment between one and three. Certainly it kind of makes clients know that you also care what they think. You know, I mean, you could be doing it when you get off the phone, they want to change a booking or something and like, you know, and throw that out there. And I think the quirkiness of it will make them actually tell you, you know, and they'll be like, yes, that's kind of cool that she actually valued my opinion enough to ask me, you know, so it kind of works like two ways. Yes. And it's exactly that concept. When I said, notice what works to get more of what works. If your customers tell you, I love how much you love 
our pets. I just love the love. Okay, great. Well, you know, that's what you're known for. The next person that might be, I love that every week you publish a science fic article about how dog training relates to my real life. Well, great. Those are two very different people and they'll tell you how to market your business. So you attract the kind of customers who love who you are without you having to put on any fronts or airs or act like someone else. Because mm-hmm. when they repeat these few words back to you, you see how they know you just because you've been being you. And then that tells you what to lean into and in your messaging and the way that you approach the world. So, uh, and then a, le- a very last one, I like to challenge people to list, do your challenge, whichever way you'd like to do it, 50 or a hundred. I like to challenge people to a hundred, fill in this sentence. I'm good at that's it. And you might be reaching a little bit where you're, where you're like, I'm good at tying shoes because I can't <laughs> think of anything else. But really challenge yourself to get as many as you can because you start to see, oh, gosh, I'm good at a lot of random things. But you can start to group them into trends and see, do they relate to how you execute in the business? Do they relate to how you relate to your customers? Is it more about how you think? Is it certain skills or knowledge? And you'll see the trends that tell you here, go spend more of your time here because this puts you at your best. Lisa Cummings, you have been such a blessing and inspiration to myself. So I know that it is just going to ripple through like a rock being thrown into like a pond right now. Tell everyone how they can find you and reach you and connect with you and follow you. Yeah. So leadthroughstrengths.com is our hub. And on Twitter is probably a great one if people want some of the tips after they've taken StrengthsFinder. We put out more depth on each of those talents so they can do I'm at Lisa Cummings on Twitter. So then you can okay. find Mastery Monday on Strengths Finder and Theme Thursday on Strengths Finder and we put out a lot of extra stuff so people can really dive into them and explore the nuance over time. Super cool. Cause the one thing that has been a theme in my life since January really hard is we got to believe in ourselves so other people believe in us. And by doing that, we have to know who we are. So Lisa, this has been just amazing. You guys, I know that you've been on fire listening to this. So please go ahead and share this podcast on your Facebook pages, on your Twitter pages. And don't forget to like and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.